You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Hello and welcome or welcome back to another episode of Black Hair in the Big Leagues. You guys, happy Black History Month! Yay! I've been waiting all year for this. I am so excited because my guest today is, she's so beautiful. Like I've got a whole boyfriend and everything, but I'm like, she's so beautiful with her. She's got the most perfect afro of a beautiful black woman. She's um she's a fashion model. She's been in music videos, walked many runways, and she was also in Halston. A model she was also a model in Project Runway. Please help me welcome Janine Tantu. Hello, hello. Good morning. <laughs> How are you and where are you in the world? I'm currently in New York and I'm doing pretty well. Well, minus the snow we're currently having. Okay. <laughs> See, that's why I came out to California right now. Because I'm, it's so cold. It is. Well, supposedly we're getting a nor'easter, so we'll see how this goes. They've been jacking up the weather all this past time, so we'll see how that goes because I don't trust the weatherman anymore. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, I feel like I was just there um, in New York a couple weeks ago and it was like 10 degrees. like consistently for a few days. I'm like, how am I supposed to go jogging? I don't have time for this right now. Um, well, I'm so glad that I get to sit down and talk to you for a few minutes today, Janine. Like you're such a, I don't know you, like this is our first time getting to meet. Um, but from the brief moments that I've spent with you, like literally the briefest of moments, you have a glow and yeah your skin is on fleek but i mean you've got an inner glow and so i'm just excited to talk to you for a few minutes well same you got some vivacious energy so (laughs) (laughs) thank you okay so i've got questions about um about your hair about modeling about being a black woman in these spaces and so one of the things that i noticed when i was like going on a deep dive through your Instagram is the your eyes like when looking into your eyes when you're doing these fashion shots like there is a giant behind those eyes you're like who me like that's what you're looking at right now but there is such there's such a confidence and 
where does that come from? Do you feel that? Have you always been confident? Absolutely not. I mean, I will tell you even to this day, absolutely not. Um, it's more, I guess, along the lines of experience because I've realized I've actually started journaling this year and it was because last year I realized I was at a place that I've always wanted to be, but I wasn't taking, I guess, into account the struggles that it took for me to get here. So by me journaling, I was like, no, you have to like write this down. So that way when you review, you'll be able to see Janine, this is how you worked to get to where you are. You didn't just end up here, like how you feel like you did. But I feel that, um, well, through the journaling process, I feel like that's helped a lot. But when it comes to like, I guess, your own self-confidence, I've gotten to the point where it's like, this is me, take it or leave it. Like there's just nothing, nothing I can do to change myself for you. So if you want me, you'll have me. But if you don't, you don't. I love that. And when did that click in? Were you like that since you were a little kid? Like take me or leave me? Or did it come in um, like later years? It definitely came in my more recent years, actually. Uh, when I was younger, I was very outgoing. I am like one of those children. I was one of those children that just wouldn't sit down, my poor mother. Um, <laughs> but literally, it was just like, what's going on over there? Like, I wanted to be part of all the action. And then I guess like halfway, well, of course, you know, teenage years happen. God only knows I was very lucky I wasn't bullied. Or if I was, I was just too obtuse to notice because I... <laughs> I was a hot mess. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I mean, even so, I was never really too judgmental of people. I always kind of just went with the flow. So I found friends that kind of understood my quirkiness and kind of just rolled with the punches too. They were also very protective, like protective of me, which I absolutely, you know, like now that I'm older, totally appreciate. But um, of course, going through that after that I actually encountered many years of like cystic acne which kind of tore down my confidence a lot especially since that actually ended up being the time frame I started trying to begin modeling um what started is I actually had an agency scout me they had asked me to lose weight and at the time I was already a size two so because I was so interested and I really would like wanted to pursue it. Like someone reached out to me. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should give it a try. I actually attempted it. And then also at the time I had like little, like a little bit of acne. It wasn't even that serious at the time, but me trying to target it made it worse. I exasperated it to a whole nother level, creating the cystic acne. So if anything, I feel like that created very humbling years because it was hard to be in a space where everyone was just so beautiful and I did not feel my best because my face was jacked up. I felt like I was too big and they ended up not even really signing me. They dropped me not even a month later. They were like, yeah, you're not meeting our target. So they just dropped me. Oh. And yeah, that actually started me on the, well, you know what? I think I'm going to still cons- try to pursue it. And uh-huh. I still went for it. I'm happy I did. <laughs> I'm so happy you did. So what was the moment when you... There's like, there's so much, there's so much in there and we might go back to some of that. What was the moment where you, cause this is something that I'm like being challenged with right now. What was the moment when you were able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I am a model and not bad an eye? Hmm. <laughs> wow. Um... Or was it a gradual, like, I kind of do like, no, because it actually did start what like it used to be those you know how like people ask are you a model and I used to be like oh no no, no. 
And I don't know, it happened one day somebody had asked and I was like, well, yeah. And of course I asked them, well, will this get me a discount? Cause you know, like at the time I was shopping and I was like, well, what does you knowing what my profession is make all the difference? <laughs> I was like, well, am I, am I gonna get a discount? Sadly, no, I didn't get a discount. Oh. But, <laughs> I, I was very like, you know, like thinking about it. I was like, Janine, you've been doing this. This is what you do. And at the time I was also doing a full-time job um, like- along with my modeling. I, it, was very challenging and I was just like you have to own up to this this is yes. what you do so it was gradual because it took me some time to actually I guess that's what they call imposter syndrome because I was just like yeah no I don't think I'm there yet but so I feel that way too and it, the same thing about acting like it took me a while to be like I'm an actor and it's hard to do that especially when you're waiting tables or doing something, not doing that. Like it took me to like get a tour to feel like when people ask me, what do you do? I'm like, yeah, I'm an, I'm an actor. Are you gonna believe me? Like it, you're right about the imposter syndrome. Yeah, it's a big thing. And not only that, it's until someone actually put a name to it that it was just like, yeah, that's exactly how it feels, how weird. And also, I don't know if you'd like to, talk about this a little bit. Um, This is kind of a tangent to what I actually want to ask you, but like, I see that you're an amazing illustrator. Now that's where the imposter syndrome is so huge. And I felt like you were going to say that based on how like you like talk about the page, but I'm like, these are really great drawings. They're really great. That I'm still not on yet, but um, I actually enjoy children's art. So, I mean, I enjoy dabbling, but for me, my art is for me. I can't do it for others. Like I've always had friends ask, can you like, I'm working on a children's book. Would you like to illustrate for it? It's like, no, because I know I won't be able to. (laughs) Yes, yes, Janine, you're so good. Once again, somebody approaching you being like, will you illustrate my children's book? I, I just, it's something I guess I haven't gotten over mentally. I, my senior year of college, my professor will, he will deny this till this day, but he had basically, he was my favorite professor. And he basically told me I would not make it anywhere um, in the industry. And he had did it in a way, I guess he doesn't, he like, he didn't realize he didn't warn us beforehand. He had had a bad day, but it was very impactful for me because my entire, uh, my colleagues, they were all around. We were all silently getting individual um, like uh, chats with him about like our work, about our project and the way he had went about saying it, it just, everyone heard. It was just like so silent. And I didn't even make it home before I started crying all the way home. But it was like, at that moment, I was like, I'm done with art. Like, I can't, I can't do it for others. If I do it for me, it's like, normally I'm in a very vulnerable space, but it's just, I can't do it. It's like, it's something I have to get over, but I just haven't tackled that yet. It's like one thing at a time. I know. I, yeah, that's real and personal. So, and we're all for, we're here for a journey. Like, I feel like that's what this life is. I started thinking about when you're talking about imposter syndrome, like the things in my life where I'm like, no, I do this thing, but I'm not being paid for it. So it's hard for me to call myself a writer. It's hard for me to call myself, um, I don't know, like these other things that I actually, I do them, but would people laugh at me if I said that I do these things? Like, but you, if you do it, where is the line? Like I've not made very much money from podcasting, but I'm 
interviewed so many people. Like, I love it. So at some point, it's like, where do we find that confidence to like, for the things that haven't caught up to our main, our main thing. So anyway, thank you for helping me work that out. Um, <laughs> what about for your, for your hair journey? Have you always embraced your natural hair in your modeling world? That has been quite the journey. I mean, even looking back at that, I had, I had had a bad relaxer is what started my natural hair journey. I mean, hair was falling out. I, it was, it was a tragic relaxer and it scarred me. It traumatized me so much. I was like, you know what? We're just, we're just going to call it a wrap for now. What age and was I was 18, 19, around 20. Yeah. 1920. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like, okay. So I started, of course, like everyone else transitioning, letting the hair grow out. And then I got so frustrated with the texture difference because my ends were straight. My roots were a whole mess. And I was just like, it won't straighten. It won't like, you know, cause you got so used to how when you blow dry and flat iron, it would be completely straight. It did not do that anymore. So I was just like, well, let's just leave off the heat. And so I tried to find different ways to kind of make the transitions less transitiony, which I got so annoyed with both textures. I ended up just going to a barber and asking him to just shave it off. <gasps> and the man a gave me a heart attack. Yeah. I went into a You barber. went to a barber. You did well, I figured they, they care. I mean, they should know how to do it. Oh my, that is like, that's just so bold. You're like, I'm going to transition, but not cutting off the ends. You're like, let's shave, like you shaved it off. I, I had like maybe like a small little inch or so, but the guy, every time he cut a piece off, he's like, are you sure? Cause he was just like, I was like, sir, you're making me anxious. If you can't do it, give me to somebody else, but I just need you to take it off. <laughs> and he did. And how did you feel? Uh, you know what? That first time it's very, it's very emotional. Cause it's like, it's liberating. But at the same time, you're like, oh my God, what did I do? I, I wasn't even sure because I was just like, okay, something to get used to. But like, also, once again, it was also during the time I also had my cystic acne. So seeing my face, like, so up in front and center was kind of daunting. I'm not gonna lie. I was just like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> maybe it was like, maybe I made a bad move. But it was nice to not be able to have to do my hair. It was nice to just be able to get up and go. And eventually, you know, we kind of started working out a little process. It was very hard um, because your hair, you're so used to your hair doing something one way and now trying to work with it. Cause even from transitioning to just straight up, you're just, your hair is a whole different ball game. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to detangle. I, I was trying to follow YouTube videos right. and I swear to this day, I feel like YouTube people, they show you the beginning, they cut, they don't show you the process and then they show you the end. And I'm just like, and you miss a step. That. You're doing something that is easy to you, that you are, it's a given for you. But like, I need you to say that to me, like, like the step I totally understand. I need every step, but I was just like, okay. So yeah, it was a lot of struggle, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of moments where it was just like, I can't, I can't look at myself. I just can't like it, it was also cause even in the industry, natural hair was still not big. Yeah. And even for like models, it's like if you were African-American or African, they prefer you to have really short cropped hair versus you having longer hair, because I guess it's just easier to handle versus 
which for me personally, it was easier to handle when my hair was shorter too, but mm. it was just navigating not being wanted in the space because of the difference. It was just too much going on at once for me, but it, like it was a overcome a lot of things and nobody would guess this by just looking at you. So I was like, myself, this is why journaling. I was like, Janine, you forgot a lot of things right. that you've gone through. Right. And I feel like your story is so inspiring. So like, what did you do whenever you, and even to this day, like when you go in for a gig and you're at hair and makeup, like, do you go in doing your own hair? Do they know what to do? Will you let them put heat on it? Like, what, do you have a say in that? A lot of time uh normally i will of course talk with all the hairstylists the um i tend to because it's such a creative space i never like to just assume that they don't know anything or that they do know anything so me me personally i always this is my hair this is it i normally perm rod set it because it's easier to handle i it's something i can handle and it's just i like the way it comes out it's consistent every time well consistent to me every time <laughs> she still has her days but I get it coming into the space this is what they see because this is one that's on my comp cards this is how I show up to castings so I this is how I show up so whether they take it from there it's on them I do like to give them free range I do use heat but I also use a lot of like deep conditioners and stuff to try and revive my hair because it goes through a lot yeah. um but yeah I just I I want people to learn. And even if they're say learning on me, I mean, give or take, it's just hair at the end of the day. For me, it's like things happen. It'll grow back. That's what my past trouble has showed me. So I mean, just take it and go with it. I'd rather someone learn from their mistakes and just keep going with it. I mean, I don't want to be the mistake, but. Right, right. So you're, you have, you're rocking a perm rod set right now. I was going to ask my go-to every time is because this is the only thing I found that consistently works for me. Also, I like being able to run my fingers through my hair and know there's no knots because me and knots, I get locks very easy. It looks so good. I tried to, you're welcome. I tried to do a perm rod set myself like a couple of months ago. It was horrible, Janine. I, oh, it was so. Well, you got to think. This is years of practice. I mean, I've got it down to the point I can put my perm rods in in 20 minutes. And then after that, it's like I take them out, just zhuzh out with the pick and go. If you walk me through this, do you do it on straightened hair? Do you do it on freshly wet, out of the shower, washed hair? I've done both. Um, Wintertime, I tend to blow dry it because I don't like the dripping. It's cold and I don't, I can't be sick. So um, I will blow dry very little sections, of course, on low heat. Um, but I like, I find that I actually like it better when I blow dry my hair because I get more volume behind it. Oh. Um, I don't know how that works, but it does. My hair, I guess my hair doesn't have as much shrinkage where if I roll it straight out of wet hair, um, my hair is drying. So my hair is shrinking as it's still in the perm rod set. Got it. Well, um, what size do you use? Um, oh, I wish I had one here. The white ones, the like, <laughs> they're like, I guess they're the second because there's really tiny ones. So they're the second one up. There's also like your hair's a lot longer. I'd probably go for like the pink ones. Oh, get like a bigger curl, but I find the white ones are good for my hair length. And what is okay? I have I have so many questions because I'm like every time I've done a perm rod set, it's just 
terrible <laughs> every single time, especially when I do finger curls. Also, I just am not good at it. I'm, I'm well, I also use product. So it's also the product that makes a big difference too, because I will always roll with cream okay. without fail. Yeah. Cause that keeps the hold, but I don't use gel at all because gel just flakes in my hair. And I always have worn people on set. Um, like even I, I went and got a hair, my hair done at a Oedad salon. And the funny thing is I had asked for a uh, hairstylist that I had had prior. She did, she did one of my haircuts earlier part of my life journey. And I loved it so much. I mean, she, it was just, it was such a good cut. And I was like, I want her again because I need a trim of course. And they tricked me because she was no longer there. So they gave me somebody else. And I was just like, okay, well, you know what? Like me, I tend to just go with the flow. I was like, you know what? Let's give her a chance because, you know, she's here. (laughs) This is what we got. So I had forewarned her like, oh, like I see you're going for the gel. I don't use gel because it flakes in my hair. She goes, have you tried this gel? I was like, well, I haven't, but I know for a fact gel tends to flake in my hair. Do you know I let this woman put this gel in my hair? 15 minutes after I left the salon, we had a snowy tundra in this hair. And I was like, I paid $300 for this. That? Yeah. I haven't gone back since. <laughs> I will never go back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was just like, what a waste of money. So it, it's just a constant struggle. The haircuts are a constant struggle, even to this day. I'm like, I tried myself. I know I can't cut my own hair. How'd it go? Learned that lesson. <laughs> Okay. Well, what about during the pandemic? I kind of felt like I had to cut my own hair for a while. Well, I did. And that's when I learned Janine. I had like what I like to call the sinkhole or the donut hole effect. So I guess because I'm just looking for bad pieces to cut off. I was like, oh, that looks like a bad piece. So eventually the inside of my hair would dip inside because I cut too short in the inside because I really could see. No. (laughs) So I was like, Janine you're not allowed I'm not allowed so if I have like anything in the front that I notice is getting on my nerves or getting too close to my eyes that's the only things I'll touch otherwise I love that yeah no that's real um one last question about your perm rod set how long do you let it sit oh I sleep in them so overnight and then in the morning it's just ready pick it out and go see it just sounds so too good to be true yeah. Oh, well, when I unroll, I also tend to take, because they're normally rolled in big, uh, big curls. I separate them and twist. So that way um, they have a little bit more, uh, more to give you the more definition and a little bit more volume. Okay. I love that. I love that. And then what is your go-to hair products like that you like, do you have a line that you always gravitate to? Well, currently it's Camille Rose. I stick to them like glue. Um, their products just really hydrate and work well for my hair. So I, I've been, I've been, I always try new things, but I always come back. Um, I love that. Let me see here. Um, oh, I wanted to ask you, what was it like working on Project Runway? That was actually, to be honest, one of my favorite jobs. It's very rare that you actually get to work with the same people for an extended period of time. And all the models were just so like, so inspiring in their own right. It was nice to just come back. It's like, you know how you have your corporate work jobs where you're like, oh, you see the same people every day. Like, hey, how's it going? And it's like, you knew you had a time period. So it didn't feel like that or, but you knew you came in, you all had your job to do. You were like, I don't know. It was just such a family. I enjoyed them. Such a good team. I love that. 
I, I've never really thought about that. Like, I have all these questions for you because I'm like just barely like dipping my toe into like the modeling world. It's not, and I have a lot of imposter syndrome. I'm like, I'm an actress. That is what I do. But what is that like doing gigs, like short gigs, whether it's a day or a few days or a week, I, aside from Project Runway, like you just stated, like, how is that doing a, like a bunch of mini gigs? How is, how is that? Well, I love it because it's like you enter a create a different creative space every time you sometimes, you know, when you're doing like, say your own shoots, you have mood boards, you have people asking for like, you know, the style, it's like so many different aspects of the creative industry. And it's like to be working with such creative minds, I am always mind blown because I'm just like, wow, this is what you do. And even during the pandemic that literally, like, of course I had tried some of my own because I just like to stay creative. I tried some of my own shoots and some companies actually gave me the opportunity to kind of like collaborate with them to kind of just create my own like shoot. And I realized I was like, well, I'm not a makeup artist. I'm not a makeup artist. <laughs> One, two, I was just like, wow. Like it made me appreciate the jobs everyone does that comes together. So like, even with these little gigs, it's like, wow, the stylist, they're going out, they're getting these looks. They have to make sure they fit. They have to make sure they're cohesive, that they fit the brand, that they, you know, like it's little things I never thought of about that. It's just like, I'm here just putting on clothes and trying to make it look good because that's my job. And it's just like, wow, that's, it's, it's such a good feeling when you have such a good team. Like it's, and I always like to say that because some people will be like, oh, you know, nice shot or it's a nice image, but it's like, there was a team that went into this and the, thank God for that team because, me, I mean, like, I may be the face of it, but there was a whole squad that put this together. So with the little gigs, I love meeting the new squads that help put the things together. So have you gotten to travel anywhere exciting that you're like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe modeling has taken me there that you love so much? I did. One of my first um, actually one of my first travel jobs was uh, for a black owned brand, uh, Chen Burkett. Uh, she actually took me to Antigua and that was one of the most magical shoots I've ever had. Very, uh, lots of memories too. Um, but it was, it was such a good different energy because you're in a different space. It's like, for me, I like to travel, but to be able to work and travel because I, I hate to say it in a way I'm a workaholic because I enjoy what I do. I enjoy modeling. It's such oh, a great it's such a physical, it's like, it's a very physical aspect, but it's very satisfying when you hear the clients like, wow, I really, it's like my, everything, it just came out great. It's like, wow, I did that. Yay. You know, like, it's just, I don't know. I find satisfaction of like finishing jobs and just hearing good feedback. I also like to have, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm very like, I, I like to see things finished. So even like some jobs I've done is like fit modeling where I get to start the like garment process where I get to see it start from muslins and then actually see the process like see them walking down runways or in stores and it's like wow like wow. I saw it at its very beginning and it's like wow the finished product like it's just mind-blowing so I, I just the traveling aspect it's fun it could be stressful because like traveling you know it's like things are out of your control at that point but at the same time it's just it's just a new space to do what you love so I like it either way I love this. I have just a couple more questions for you before I let you go. I've noticed since the time that we've been talking, your hair has stayed perfect. 
Whereas mine, the top is drooping. I'm like, oh, should I reach for my pick? How do you get yours to stay? How do you well, this has been a very short conversation because throughout the day, she, look, I, I'm sitting here. This pick is right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't trust her because say if I'm going to a casting, this is always my number one pet peeve. It's a windy day in New York. Your girl has a blowout at this point. Right. That's it. It's done. Done. It's done. And it always surprises me when I, because it's always on behaving and I'm you know what? the client, I'm always like, your hair is beautiful and I'm like where is the mirror because I don't understand like how is this possible <laughs> but it goes to show you like you know you overthink just don't overthink it me I'm, I've gotten to the point where it's like it is what it is just go with the flow <laughs> that's been like 2022 like just go with it that is one of the I feel like that's a life lesson that is a take like a universal takeaway go with the flow when you just go with the current it, and it seems like that has worked for you very well. It just, not only that, it's like mentally, physically, it just leaves you in a better headspace because if you start trying to nitpick everything, that's how anxiety begins. We try to stay away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. And final thought question. Do you feel like we are coming, by the time this airs, it will be Black History Month. Um, so going into this time, like, do you ever feel um, your impact that you are making as a Black woman in these very visible spaces? Like literally, like it's the definition of visible. Like you walk into Target or wherever you've been modeling, like, and it's you, like we see your face with your hair, do you feel that? I, well, I can't think of it as like myself personally, because for myself, it, I just see my own success. But when I see other models that have their natural hair showcased or like, it's just, it's very nice because it feels like it's relatable. Like, it's like, wow, like, look at that fro looking so gorgeous up there. It's just, or like, you know, where, however it's styled, because of course there's so many different ways to style. That's one thing I hate because as a natural, it's start, didn't it like start off with you no longer perming your hair, leaving your hair in its natural state. Whereas there's so different, so many different ways to style your natural hair that when you go, like when I go to castings or stuff like that, it's just, they expect a wash and go which I find kind of just a little bit turning because it's just like, well, this is my natural hair. It may be styled, but it's still natural. So if you're looking for wash and go, then you should say so, correct? Mm -hmm. But when I go to these stores and I see, you know, like the girls with their styled hair or their natural hair, I just like, it's just nice to have representation to see these girls in these spaces. And even for myself, it's like when I see myself in these jobs and they're like, we love your hair just as it is. It's just like, wow. Thank you. It's you nice know. to know that it's like, you're accepting this and that's fine. I mean, even if you didn't accept it, you'd have to because there's nothing else you can do about this. <laughs> but yeah. Sweet. I love that. And I and I can feel how humble you are in your heart. You're like, oh, I can see it on other people, but like, that's how I'm looking at you, Janine. Uh -huh. I'm like, 
the more I see natural hair in like these visible spaces, it makes me feel like, oh, yes, good. Media, the media is saying that this is okay. Like, this is okay. Like, so I'm gonna wear my hair like this too, over here in this corner. So cool, is that cool? And so you are a part of that evolution. So um, it's been a nice, it's been nice. Although like, of course, like, I started picking up jobs because of my hair. I got a little worried that it was more along the lines of like it just being trendy versus it actually being a part of, you know, standard of the industry. So mm. to see where it was and where it has come, it's here to stay. And I mean, like, it's it's been nice to see that, you know, people are just accept being them. Like they're accepting this is it. Like even how we have our growth in the modeling industry, it's like fashion, even though, I have noticed in other places, New York is a lot more forward thinking in their casting process and their place. So when I realized like friends that are in other locations, it is very slow moving to reach these other places, these other countries, because they still think of it more as a trend versus this is, this is how it is. But, and you know, I see progress, even a little bit of progress for me means that there's change. So I'd like to see a steady moving progress into more accepting not just here in new york even though i love new york this is why i'm here <laughs> but oh, i just i just want to see it grow to more of a beauty standard more of a standard in general it doesn't have to be a beauty standard it's like be accepting of people yes yes be accepting of people so that we can just show up and be ourselves <laughs> that's what we talk about <laughs> i mean thank you so so much for coming on black hair in the big leagues i'm honored to talk to you I, I love all the advice that you gave and you sharing of your heart and your soul and your outlook on life thank well, you thank you for having me this has been very fun it's always nice to talk here <laughs> <laughs> thank you and i'll see you next week wait a minute And that wraps another episode of Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I'm so honored to have such great guests on this show. And if there's somebody who you want to listen to, please drop me a note on my Instagram at Salisha Thomas or at Black Hair Podcast and slip into those DMs and let me know what you want to hear, who you want to hear from. If you haven't already, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it, leave a review, tell a friend, follow us on Patreon at Black Hair in the Big League. Y'all, I am so grateful that you are part of this community. It would not be the same without you <laughs> shout out to wilton music for producing my theme song love cod shout out to colin Tabor for editing this episode and most of these episodes and shout out to you for listening y'all my heart is so big and i feel so grateful <laughs> thank you for listening to black hair in the big leagues i'm your host salisha thomas see you next week
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.